So far, so good. <laughs> What's up with you Canadians? Oh, what is up with us? What is What's up? up? Um, I think we're Canadian. Yeah, I think we're a little less crazy than down there, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Down here. Yeah. There's your There's your card under the table right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I heard I heard somebody had a big old big old concert there the other night. Some country guy in Tennessee. I don't know if that was in Nashville or not. Had like four thousand people or something at it. Oh, I think I heard about. It. We're actually in Arkansas right now. You're back in Arkansas. Oh, right you're back now. there. Hey. Only for a week. We're here okay. for a week. But I did. The only reason I know what you're talking about is because I saw that some other country artist was mad. Okay. This country artist had a big concert with that. Yeah. Piece. So who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I just thought while was... we were while we were parked in Nashville, though, Garth Brooks had a concert. At Did the he? That we were parked right behind. Right behind, and um, and it was a small. It was a smaller venue. Yeah, I'd say it's only like two fifty, maybe three hundred. Uh, it's called the Listening Room. It, it's a really cool place. I mean, it's a super cool. Uh, we did a walkthrough that of that venue, and um, wow. it's just legit. But yeah, it was. I I don't know how, like social distancing works and all that for con. We haven't actually been to a concert yet, so. But man, yeah. they. But they have tables. It's like a table seating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like this okay. is literally a listening room. It's not like a stand and get rowdy concert. So. Oh okay, that makes sense. It was back well for what it was. For yeah, for Garth Brooks, yeah, that's crazy. Oh man, it looked it looked pretty sweet anyway. <laughs> yeah, a- anything right now would probably look pretty sweet. Hey, you're just like, oh, I'm itching to get in there. Oh man, it's so like it's so hard to, you know. Someone asked me today, like, what's the what do you think the 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 future is? You know, because I was reading this article and it doesn't look like maybe concerts are going to open up until 2020, summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking, like, even if we get to Christmas without performing, you know, you're still booking three to six months out. So that's June of next year. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're trying not to think about future, but your whole life therein lies with the future. So, you know, you, you have to start planning something and hope that it doesn't fall off the face of the planet. <laughs> no you know? doubt. Like, like it's trick. It's just tricky. It's tricky. That is tricky. So what? Do, what do you? What do you got cooking? What are you thinking you're going to do? You're getting. You're hitting billboards now. You're doing all that. Man, isn't that crazy? Oh, I was so happy to see that shit, huh? That so was... I was like, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. Um, I you know what's so interesting to to me is um. When our record label called and said, "Man, you guys, I gotta tell you some great news, and you gotta celebrate," <laughs> and um, like Veronica was sick, and I celebrated with a protein shake, uh-huh. 
But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, what what people probably don't realize, um, and you guys know this about us because of our last interview, but people see something like that, but they don't really know who you are or what you do. They just assume, like, if you're on on the charts, you're probably well off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And we're, you know, we're, we're in our 24-foot U-Haul micro house um, <laughs> going. And, and our record label's like, man, are you guys not excited? But, you know, what's interesting is it's like, you know, we've been working so hard for 14 years that yeah. it's – um. It's it's so because it, it is something that you dream about. Like, you know, I started playing drums in 86. You dream about right. Casey Kasem saying your name on the billboard charts. You dream about things like that. And then you see it and it's like, man, is that real? Is that, <laughs> I mean, you're up there with like Ozzy and Five yeah. Punch and Corn, yeah. you know, all these bands. And it's like, man, is that is that for real? But at the same time, it it's it was so hard to just, you know, jump on jump up and down because it's like wow we've been working so hard what's the next step yeah <laughs> you know yeah, it's like, either either way you're still driving the driving the trailer you know? <laughs> that's right like, you know we're still living stretching a dollar and all these yeah. things and all to us it's like all right man this is some fuel to the fire right. let's see oh, let's see sure. what next maybe we're writing another album now like there's a little bit of direction in this and not only are you going, wow, we've been doing this for 14 years. This could turn into 20 years if, right. if it, if if we could come up with a follow up and, you know, get more into that public, where people are familiar with your name and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's super cool, and at the same time, it's super hard to digest. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because yeah. we were. It was just awesome to see that, like, you know, you get added to all these playlists, too. There's a bunch more playlists that are very prominent. Success, like, secondary market rock charts and mainstream rock charts. And you're thinking, okay, this is good to see. Because everybody knows that name, Billboard, right? It's not just, like, you know, a a playlist here and there. When you get on Billboard, it's a big thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that was the thing whenever, you know, they send us the secondary charts first. and, um, And I really, you know, I wasn't too familiar with that we've never been in that that world so to say right and um and then when they sent the billboard of course you know you're right like everyone knows who billboard is if you're not even if you're a musician yeah right (laughs) and And, um, what exactly if you could enlighten me just what does secondary market rock chart mean like I, i saw some bands on there it seems like more independent stuff but uh kind of just fill us in if you could yeah so a buddy of mine i called a buddy of mine um who I didn't even know he was familiar with that. And he um, <laughs> he's he used to uh, own the drum company that sponsors us. Uh, they're nice. a new one now. But, um, and I was like, man, we, we hit, like, number one most added to the secondary charts. Now we're, like, I think 28 on secondary, and then we're 38 on Billboard um, in the in the rock and roll charts. So, you know, you, you ha- have your, your boxes, you know, your country, your rock and roll, your pop. And, um, you know, Ryan Seacrest does the pop, so... <laughs> so you know he might mention if you were number one on rock i'm not quite sure how that works um but so he was telling me that the secondary foundation charts is basically the djs um who have added your stuff but also enjoy like playing your stuff oh neat yeah okay and, and, and it's smaller markets 
so it's it's a lot it is like the independent radio stations but it's it's like wow we just got this band we love this band we're spinning this band and um and so from from what he was kind of telling or from what i gathered um and what he said was sometimes it's kind of cool because people are looking at the secondary markets a lot of times because it's the djs that love playing your stuff rather than billboard where it's the bands with the giant amounts of money that are able right. to kind of buy their way buy their way on the billboard i'll say it right. fuck them they buy their way on the billboard <laughs> yeah you know isn't payola illegal <laughs> <laughs> well like, hearing that it, it makes me want to actually like pay a little bit more attention to those secondary rock charts now just being like okay well if people are digging the music and really interested in it that's kind of what we like is just when people are interested in the music and really letting it speak for itself i think that's awesome to hear good job guys yeah, thank you. And it's coming from him, too, um, because he used to play in a band that was obviously doing things and on the move. And, and and I was I didn't know it that many either. So when he explained it to me um, and that was his thing, it's it's almost like it's I don't want to say it's underground because people are paying attention to those charts. But at the same time, it has that kind of vibe where it's like when you go to a big festival, you have your main stage and your second stage. And then sometimes you go to the second stage and you're like, dude, how is that? Where is that band fixing to go? And yeah. um, and sometimes people camp out at the second stage more than they do the main stage, which is kind of what we used to do back in the day right. at Ozfest and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was kind of cool for him to say that and to move up like, you know, we've kind of been keeping track over the last four weeks. I can't yeah, you're not going still. down. You're, you're climbing. Yeah. So on secondary, it went up to 28 and I think we went up to 33 in the main billboard and it's still I, I i don't i don't know if billboard like if people have to call in and request um i think that's how it works for okay. billboard where you know obviously you have your big players where your name is all over the world and we're probably some of those kind of dogs under the table that you get a bone thrown to which <laughs> is great like i'm not complaining about that but for us i mean we'll take a bone <laughs> yeah and, and um and so it's it's just miraculous to see it. Like I've got pictures on my phone that I'll probably never get rid of. (laughs) And, and you know, what's interesting too, like I I haven't ever thought of it in this perspective, but my son, you know, my son's 23. And when we were first added to the charts, when our, the day that our label called us um, and that day we were the number one most added, that's right. Band and modern on modern rock radio charts on Billboard yeah. and the secondary, which was was super cool. I mean, I mean, you know, to think like yeah. you're number one in something. Um, and my son calls me and he's like, man, did you ever think you were going to write a chart topping hit? And I had never thought of it as, wow, that is the top of a chart. I, I <laughs> never I never thought of it in that way. I just thought like, all right, here's something that's happening let's keep our focus and clarity. I mean, it feels like we never stop working anyway. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No um, doubt. This is a happy little interruption on your road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially in the world of not being able to tour. And of course the downside is you want to be out touring yeah. and striking while the iron's hot. Yes. Um, but you know, what can you say? Like this is a blessing through the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're stoked, and at the same time, it's like, okay, I've got some ideas for another for another album. I've got some, you know, there's all these little drum videos that we've been putting together to try to stay in the public eye. Yeah, exactly. yeah those are awesome. 
people oh, are starting to go back sweet. to work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, but the musicians are the last are going to be the last, especially not. I would not say your big artists would are okay, but for artists that are trying to keep climbing and scraping and clawing or however that looks, mm-hmm. um, it's it's an interesting world to go. Like we just canceled three shows. Um, we backed out. We We didn't cancel. We backed out. We were on the bill because one of the shows was in Tulsa. One of the shows is in Missouri and one was in a festival. And it's hard because Arkansas and Oklahoma are on the rise for COVID right now. So Mm -hmm. some States that you go to, you have to have a 14 day quarantine just for going back into Arkansas. And so it was a tough decision because in the past, um, I have had around seven lung operations uh, from drugs, from a lot of different things when I was a young, dumb rock and roller. And um, and so a lot of it was, you know, for my health, mm-hmm. do I need to be And You know, there's smaller clubs that we were playing at. So do I need to go into a place where someone might bring this? And at the same time, do I apologize for backing out of a performance and say, I'm sorry now, or do I apologize to someone for coming to a performance who got sick and went to, you know, there's, there's so much to think about, like responsibility. Yeah. Uh, From, from what I've seen from like the bands that are doing this, like it's, you know, it's not the big bands. It's, you know, those mid middle, middle of the pack bands that have some shows that they're doing the, the best support I've seen are for those people that have made that decision to say, you know what? I'm backing out. I want to play it safe, and I'm just going to ride it out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's – and that's what we decided to do. Although a lot of the view around here and in, in where we live is, oh, come on, let's just get life back together. You know, I can't say a lot of the view, but there is a lot of people that are on that side, and, and sure. there's a lot of people that are on the safety side. And, um, and I don't – I guess for me, I just didn't want to be – uh, or for both of us, I just we just didn't want to be um, we didn't want to cause friction. It'd be better right. for us to um, to wait and lay low until someone says, "All right, let's do this. Let's hit the ground running." Yeah, well, like you said, do you, do you want to apologize for backing out of a gig, or do you want to apologize to someone's family for getting them sick? You know, like what do you? Yeah, What's man, the... it's just a... <laughs> challenging, challenging. It is, there's, right? There's no real, there's no real win in that situation because obviously you're you're a band that relies on your live shows and getting out there and everything like that. You've got huge success coming now with the Billboard. It's bittersweet. It's like, okay, sure, when I can't do anything about this momentum, now I hit it. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's too bad. It's too bad. But I mean, I think you made the right choice, though. I think honestly, you guys made the right choice to back out. Well, obviously for your health, number one, but for you know, it's just. It is what it is. It's, it's a whole new world right now. Yeah, and we felt good about making that choice, too. I, I think it was something that we was in the back burner of our mind, and then we both looked at each other. When we saw that big festival back out a couple of days ago that was still holding out, we were like, mm-hmm. you know what? We should be an example and follow suit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, you know, ironically, this song hits the charts because there was nothing coming out that was fresh. Um, right. I did an interview with a DJ in Minnesota um, that's been playing our stuff, I think, since January. And um, and he was like, dude, I know that you because we had a radio push that was going to push, but we kind of backed off because of COVID and who's going to be listening to the radio. You know, all those kinds of things that you're not really sure of. 
and he had mentioned on air like you know you should you should really start your radio push now because we're we need content we need things mm-hmm. and i feel like um when we messaged our label and said we had held out for a few more weeks and then we were like you know what let's let's do it and um and so we went all in and, and that's when it kind of blew up on the charts it was almost like here's something uh fresh and new um because other people weren't really putting anything out right well that's the key that's that's you know if if, if people want fresh and new then they need white collar sideshow that's all there is to it <laughs> that's right and like would you well, say honest to god is it would you say that um, maybe some of the stuff that attributed to the numbers, the rise, was just, you know, maybe timing, also some of the content that's already out there, like, you know, live from quarantine, I think the views were starting to just really escalate on that, watching that performance, and just, you know, finding you guys naturally? Yeah, well, I feel like that has a lot to do with it, especially when everyone was was not working, you know, when the world was really upside down, and so everyone was just watching the internet. I feel like that had a lot to do with it. And then towards the end, you know, it was, it wasn't, but just a few more weeks after that, that we actually did the, the radio push and, um, and a lot of, we were doing a lot of interviews. Well, like with you guys and, and other people around the country, other DJs and, and kind of word was starting to spread a little bit. So it, it kind of felt like we had a, a buzz. Um, and, and then again, like being able to kind of post, the billboard stuff and say, look, thanks to everyone out there that's keeping up with what we're doing. You guys know as, as well as we do, it's easy to be out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you could be touring and traveling. You're in a different place every time. And the only real crutch you have of keeping up with people is social media and how many people are not, are tired of your post or how many people are really keeping up. And I feel like we've got a really good core group of, of folks out there that really keep up with what we do. And um, I, I just think it's awesome. I feel like it's almost like a giant family. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah, man. For sure. And like going through social media and understanding how important that is, I just want to pose this uh, question to Veronica, being like the queen of marketing and everything for the band. <laughs> um, ha- have you found any challenges getting getting things done, or are you embracing it and, and thinking outside of the box and, and making other things happen? Well, I think that the biggest thing that we've kind of embraced outside of the box is T's little drum videos. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've, if oh, you've yeah. seen them. Oh, yeah. I've been watching. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, when we were on tour, he saw this air conditioner and was like, hey, babe, film me doing this real quick. And so we're standing behind a venue waiting for it to open. We did this little one-minute video. I got like eight mosquito bites <laughs> standing out there. And then we threw it online, and it now has, like, 80,000 views or something, which is huge for us. And so with us being down, I was like, man, you're going to start drumming. We're going to – I'm just going to start filming you drumming. And he was not on board at first because he's like, man, I don't want – I don't want – you know, he just didn't want the attention. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't want to be like this blue man group stuff, you know, you know, just banging on stuff. Just random. (laughs) But I'm like, that's what you do. You're a drummer. I just didn't want to be all about me. Yeah, but he always wants me to get in the videos. And I'm like, no. Who's going to hold the camera, damn it? i got to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to just grab a bass and pretend like I'm playing on the bridge or something. Oh, come on. You could go, you could go play in the in that little tunnel you guys are in. You could stand beside that building TD was banging on. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that took a lot of editing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have, 
and it, it was definitely a learning curve because I don't do our video work. Like we have a video guy here in town. He's absolutely amazing. And so I have, I had to learn iMovie just that video software to try to make it all happen. Then of course team like wants to add, well, let's, let's add one more layer of audio here and let's try this. Let's try that. And so, okay. It's so once you get them started, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, whoa, 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 cowboy. Let's just film you drumming. But it's turned out really cool. And especially before kind of everything opened back up, we were getting a really great response. We definitely noticed in May when everything slowly started to open back up and people were going back to work, we weren't quite getting the same response. And then, of course, George Floyd, Ahmaud mm-hmm. Arbery everything happened yes, with yes. that and so that has kind of flooded the news feed with which is a- absolutely like necessary i get it mm-hmm. and so we're just still trying to stay relevant and then that was another th- difficult thing too it's like wow do we share a drum video in the middle of all this is this stupid like are we are we being selfish to try to share this and then a friend of ours called and he's a he's a um, poet and a writer and he was like, man, I love coming across your videos on my feed just in the middle of everything that's going on because it gives me like this one minute vacation, like this one minute break from everything else that's going on. I get to just melt away everything and watch this really cool drum video and then, you know, you're back to life. And so hearing that from him, I was like, OK, you know, if we can look at it in, in a way that we are giving people just a break and, you know, just a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of relief. Um, then why not? I mean, you know, you're going through social media feed and it looks like it's easy to have the world on your shoulders. Uh, You can feel feel the pressure of um, people choosing sides and, 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 you know, as, as artists, it's, it's trying to gain knowledge and it's trying to really like learn sympathy, empathy, how to put yourself in other people's shoes, how to see someone else through someone else's eyes and, um, and have a voice and learn, try to learn how to bridge the gap. And, and music is a great vehicle for that. And, um, and as you're scrolling through it, you know, it's easy to feel the burden of what's out there and, um, and trying to cope with that, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, and that's, what's been, you know, interesting with our life in this is trying to uh find ways to learn how to start building the bridge um with who we are in this our perspective our perception what we're seeing and um and you know that's what creates art yep and i'd be curious to ask you guys what have you guys been doing to cope and you know have your own self-care how have your own kind of routine throughout all this craziness like what have you guys been doing well really like for us a lot hasn't changed because we're used to living in our little 49 square foot little rv together and i can't believe that still happens and there's no divorce through all this holy crap obviously yeah obviously you've made it you're still there I (laughs) i was thinking even 
actually before we did the drum videos, I was like, do we need to like counsel people on how to live together through I think this? You might like, have you know what? That's a good way to get content out there too, Veronica. You've done it. You <laughs> just found your new calling. You're worried about music. Take a pause from that and start doing some Zoom sessions with people. <laughs> Trying to save some relationships. Making it work with Veronica and T D Benton. Here's our little forty nine square foot, you know. Go for it. It's good. <laughs> but like we have a little curtain that separates our bed from the, you know, the whole rest of the RV. And so I will stay in bed and drink my coffee and have the computer or work on my phone and T will close the curtain and he goes and he works out and does his little workout and has his coffee and watches his show or whatever. And so we have our little moment morning alone time and we make sure that we're working out every day. And so we, we've been walking or running just depending on the day like five to seven miles a day. Fantastic. Uh, and so it, that's been, it's a lot. Normally it's not that much, but you know, it's like, well, what else are we going to do? You know, <laughs> so we might as well. And we just keep finding these routes, especially through Nashville. So we'll make it a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And we've made friends along the way. And so we've got like this um, gentleman, his name's Jackie. He lives on the streets and he stays um, and he'll hang out at this, picnic bench on this bridge that we always walk by and so if we see jackie there we'll have we'll stop and we'll talk to him and hang out and and so it's fun that we've kind of made friends along the walk and then we just you know have edit our drum videos or go film like decide you know we're going to film today we're going to edit today what are we going to do and so other than just like i'm not booking shows and we're not playing shows we've kind of filled that time with the drum videos but otherwise not much has changed for us, which is so weird. And I think yeah, sometimes, and... yeah, the not much changing helps. But um, it's so weird because I feel that energy. Personally, I feel energy around people that are stressed and struggling and they don't know what to do. Whereas you're just kicking back, doing the same old, same old and wanting them to <laughs> tone it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine. And, uh, and I think what's so interesting and... Um, you know, we, we've been living like this for 12 years. So we, we don't have a lot of, of scratch. You know, we, we mm -hmm. have learned very how to stretch a dollar, I guess to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anything that's extra, you know, goes to gas or goes to repairs or goes to equipment, you know, things that you, that are needs, not wants. And, um, and so, you know, and then every day when you're on the road, you're like, okay, Lord, how are we going to pay for gas? How, where's our next meal coming from? Where's all this different, you know, how are we going to pay for this financially? Are we going to be able, is this a good choice of routing so we can make this financially work? You know, there's, there's all of these different thoughts that go through your head. And, um, and when COVID hit, it almost felt like the whole world jumped into our bathtub <laughs> <laughs> because every, because everyone's going, where's our next paycheck coming from? How are we going to pay the bills? What about food? What about family? How is this going to happen? You know, and it was almost like, wow, we haven't ha really had to think through this because we we're so used to living this way. Right. But, you know, for some people, that hasn't been a, a thought in the back of their head whatsoever that the world could flip and turn upside down. And I feel like something positive that has come out of this, maybe in a sense, is that now people might be thinking, what happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? Um, right. Are we prepared for that? And yeah, right? Like it's, it's crazy. 
I think that, that that's a good point. Like, I know for me and my family, we never thought we'd be looking at a pandemic situation. You know, not not right now. Maybe maybe a few years down the road or, you know, 20 years or something like that. But not like, boom, here you go. Everything's changed. Like, we've never, we've never lived through anything like this. You know, certainly had the Spanish flu and stuff like that. Obviously, that was a big one. But aside from that, Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah, that's it, crazy. it's just something to think about, like, You'd never think of it on a, on this wide of scale of situation, but I mean, TD, you were mentioning that you know uh, everybody was like in that bathtub of yours there. Um, did you feel that people had have come to you guys and asked you for advice, knowing that you guys have kind of been living on your own means for quite a quite a while? I don't necessarily know if uh, I don't I don't recall people really asking for advice, but I felt like we were there to help people realize that you're not alone. Right. Um, I think that for us, that was, that was an important moment and that we weren't alone. Like we I did have a lot of people that were really concerned for us. And like, are you guys okay? Are you going to make it? We're like, you guys like, remember <laughs> we're a rock band. This is what we do. We're used to not having money. This didn't take money from us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it was definitely a bummer this year because we had several festivals from May to October. And we were so excited that we were going to be able to play the show and finally play some festivals and, really have like a great summer tour and of course all that got squashed um and so that was absolutely such a bummer but as far as just like living our life you know it was funny to have people being so concerned and then they remember like oh, oh yeah okay you're right <laughs> like <laughs> i think again you know it, it kind of goes back to that out of sight out of mind because you know people only see you from social media and and and, and that's okay i mean everyone assumes you're doing great but ultimately like with all of us you don't really know what's going on in someone's life you don't really know what what the struggle is and um and and so when you know we were having zoom meetings with uh with some of our church family which was um which was really cool to be able you know to have technology i mean i I keep thinking what if there wasn't technology that people could really (laughs) connect with you know that would be you might not ever see people again. <laughs> That's right. And so it was really to get other people's perspectives and other people's viewpoints, again, goes back to putting yourself in someone else's shoes um, and going, wow, I, I get where they're coming from. Um, and then here's where we're coming from as well, a different perspective. And um, and when you, when you start to see people in different ways like that, I mean – well, your perception of what's happening all around you changes, but you got to be willing to dig in deep to do that too, and actually, yeah. and 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 have empathy and and realize that you know we're not all in the same boat. We're not. Here's some things that are connecting us that are really making us think about each other, but we're we're all come from different avenues and different voices, and um, and so it really kind of sparked that you know kind of conversation. But again, for us. I feel like that what really through the virus really helped us become more creative um, going, okay, well, we've already got an album written. And of course, you know, I'm working on other ideas, but what can we do that's going to keep us in people in the forefront of people's minds where you're not forgotten. And that's where Veronica came up with those drum videos. So it really forced us to be creative in ways that we have not been before. 
And um, and I feel like that's a, a cool thing. Yeah, you know, look, taking, like, the good with the bad, if you can do that, I think a lot of people have been really, obviously, helping themselves that way. But in all this, too, we got to see a little bit of, uh, you know, our 2019 drummer of the year from the Grizzly Awards, <laughs> too, right? No big deal. No big deal. So those videos kind of led to a nice delightful little little trophy we got to see online and and what exactly are the grizzly awards if you could tell us the grizzly awards is a it's um i think it's in the christian music world which we have always kind of been on the fringes of that of the christian music world but we've never really been in that world we started when we first started we were you know we're playing a lot of the christian music festivals um but for our show i mean we were you know, we were just kind of out there for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that got it. There's a lot of people that, you know, probably gave them nightmares. <laughs> um, and then, so, and then through the second album, when, when Chris uh, Baseford, Rob Zombie's producer, um, and our producer started helping us like reshape who we are and, and start doing more, we realized that there there were doors opening for us that, um, that where we needed to be, you know, people were inviting us to come play places like spooky empire and house of shock and all these places where we were like, dude, this is where we belong. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, so we've always kind of been on the fringes of the Christian world, but the grizzly awards were, is an, was a big award show. They were actually going to have like a red carpet thing. And, and, um, a full, obviously COVID, you know, kind of squashed that idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so they did the online kind of ceremony and, um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't think it's all fan voted, which oh, is wow. amazing, which is unbelievable. Nice. I always think, I, I, personally, I'd think that make an award that much sweeter. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like that, I, that's what I, I, I was thinking. But and that and that's the whole ironic part to it, I guess, is because we were in there with uh, Christian bands, you know, like Skillet and Disciple and um, and Wolf at the Gate, you know. Yeah, like, like Demon Hunters on there. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. lineups. Demon Hunter, yeah, that's right. I saw right. that. Yeah, that was crazy. And so you're in there with all these guys that, and I'm like, if people are listening to these guys, they have no idea who we are. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so when they called and said that we were nominated. Um, and again, all of this thanks to Veronica because of her hard work that we would even get nominated in something. But when they called and said that we were nominated, I was, I was like, I'm nominated for a drummer of the war. Like, who even knows who we are? <laughs> and and then I saw who, who the other artists were, and I was like, there's no way we're winning this thing. And, you know, we didn't even really promote it because I was just like, we had so many other things going on with the live from quarantine. We had a single coming out. There was a lot of things that we were trying to promote. And, oh my, and, and Ink yeah, Veronica being on the cover of Ink Magazine and, and all of these different nice. things. And we were like, man, here's something else that people have to vote for. Are we like really flooding our market here with different <laughs> things? And, um, and so like we didn't even really promote it. And then a few days later, they called and said, we just want you guys to know that, that T1 the 2019 drummer of the year grizzly music award <laughs> and we want you to do a, a, a video and i mean i was i couldn't i just really couldn't believe it especially with all of the great drummers that i was up against and and i never really see anything 
anymore as a competition. Like I, I really feel like in in an art world in the musical world, I, I don't I'm not competitive anymore. I just see all of us trying to do the same thing, and that's survive passionately by playing our art. And I'm all about teamwork. So I, I'm not a competitive person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an encourager and a, and a lover and someone who's like go out there and keep going and keep going. And so I it was it was like wow. I guess sometimes an old dog gets a bone, right? There you, <laughs> you go. go. You got it. <laughs> Spoken like a true champion, Mr. Ben. <laughs> um, you know what, though? You, you you guys are exactly right. Like, thanks to everyone who did vote. And, and thanks to everyone who dug in and, and really discovered us even through, through that who might have not ever known who we were. And thanks to the Grizzly Music Awards for even putting us on a platform to um, – to maybe meet people where they're at and reach people, you know? Yeah. That's right. awesome. Well, for, for me, it was all curtain call that got me in, in, like, in touch with you guys. Like, if I hadn't gotten an email saying, oh, listen to White Collar Sideshow, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out, you know? That's, and here we are now, round two. That's yeah. right. You know, no big deal. Just billboard oh. chart toppers, right. award winners. <laughs> Man, curtain call has definitely been... Yeah, they have been hustling for us, and and um, you know we are so appreciative of them. Um, you never know what you're getting into when it comes to contracts and things like that, and um, and you know I'm super thankful for them because they have pushed and pushed, and we have done more um, as far as networking in the last year than we and, and on a general spectrum than we have in, in many many years That's and awesome. um and thanks to those guys like they have been super good teammates and um and we're stoked to be a part of their fam so yeah man you, you guys are right well for for what the the vibe i get from curtain calls it like like angela and a few of the people i talked to are just super nice but they seem to just, just kind of let the artists do whatever they want they don't really step on your toes but they help take you where you want to go type thing without being in your business too much is that fair to say or are they like calling up no. and saying hey get a zoom video going you guys like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think they um i think they they have a fairly good direction mm -hmm. you know he'll someone will or either john or or someone will say hey what do you guys think about doing this and um and it's like cool and then right like we might do our version of that um, right which is and i think and and it seems to me and i don't want to speak for them but from looking from an outsider looking in um to a lot of the artists that are on curtain call it looks like they're looking for artists who are doing something that's unique that's mm -hmm. different that's um you can definitely tell it's genuine and, and people are passionate about it but i also feel like they're looking for bands that are working hard too like they're looking yep. Not just for someone who's got a cool music video, but they're actually networking. They're actually out there scratching, clawing, you know, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to survive doing what they love to do. And I'm right, because like, they they pretty much do the same thing for their artists they represent. So it's a good it's a good pairing for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back. Um, totally. You know, and 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 I, it feels like that to me. Um, and again, like I don't know them on a super personal level um simply because we haven't 
really had an opportunity to to meet other than phone calls and we would have met this summer yeah we would have met this summer but everything shut down and um but at the same time i feel like i feel like there's this level of you you know what you do we know what you do and um so let's go do this thing together you know not just a bunch of fingers but a fist yeah yeah that's awesome yeah and so it feels good that way that's good and what I love about the the relationships people have are the fact that this can work when things are going so crazy in the world like this. Because I believe Angela, I don't even think she's met the owner of the company, but she's working there. No, she has. Yeah, she and, and she's has. still no, crushing she it. They're letting her do her thing, and she reaches out as best they can. And, you know, people are really, really adapting uh, very well throughout all this. Yeah, I feel like there's also a lot of, there's a lot of different, again, the word perspective coming from different people who are involved. You know, Angela's one, um, Gigi and John. So you've got all of the, these different, and there's, it seems like there's a ton of, of guys out there that are, um, that are like sell is one where so, yeah, she's great. Yeah, that they'll post something like, are you guys doing this? Are you guys doing this? And, um, and you know, just in private groups and it's like, dude, haven't even thought of that. Like, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> or, yeah, we are doing that. Um, maybe we could be working on that even better. So there's mm-hmm. there's different thoughts out there that people are throwing in that that uh, it's almost like a pool of, oh, man, yeah, we should be doing this, we should be doing that, and or we are doing this, we are doing that, and let's keep, um, let's keep like, hitting the ground running even though right. we're shutting down. How right. are we well doing these things? Yeah, they're kind of kind of adapting as things go and kind of keeping you guys in the loop about what's working and just being a huge team and not, you know, it's not, it's not every man for themselves, so to speak. It's, you know, a united front, like you said, a, a fist versus fingers, right? So that's Yeah, awesome. sure. And, you know, with everybody's different thought processes in that, man, you, you're able to kind of go, all right, that works for us or that doesn't really work for what right. we're doing, but we might be able to do our version of that. Exactly. Like, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, like the live from quarantine happened because um, John was wanting us to do a live thing, but it's so hard to do what we do, like like truly live on on a cell phone, um, and get the sound right and do all the lighting and everything. And it was like, well, a buddy of ours, um, David Lim, was like, let's let's film it live and then let's just release it as a live video, and uh, and it worked. So uh, you know, kind of an example of an idea that we could take and kind of turn into our own uniqueness of that idea. Right. It's so, so like awesome. That video, like it just looks so good. The production of it turned out really well. Uh, I love promoting that video. Is there any thoughts of like, you know, live from quarantine part two or something else since <laughs> things stretched out for so bloody long, man, you know, it's what's so hard is like we, we get, we've given, we've given away, you know, our show, like that's what we do live. Obviously, if you come see it in person, you know, it's not in black and white. Everything, there's a lot of stuff in black and white, but there's more color to it. Um, but that's what's that's what what's challenging now is, you know, how how do we do something again? And people are going to be like, oh, that's just the same thing they just did. Um, so we've kind of been throwing around an idea with a guy um, that's in Alabama um, that's doing kind of this VR virtual reality alternate reality um, whoa uh, yeah so but who knows yeah it's all experimental 
seriously live in quarantine 2.0 yeah right yeah sick that, that sounds fun quarantine 2078 <laughs> but it's all this experimental stuff that he's working on and so we don't even know like i don't want to say yeah that's what we're doing because mm-hmm. um you know if it doesn't work if it doesn't work yeah. out, then it's yeah. like oh we said something but we didn't deliver so there's mm-hmm. some things we're trying to figure out on what could be next and then we've got another single that that we're going to put out in a few weeks uh, after, to kind of try to follow up, bring out your dead. And um, we've been kind of talking over uh, my warped places. Uh, I know you guys dug that tune. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah, that's... Kind of a radio edit of that of that song. So, I guess radio edit for sure. That's a good song though. I don't, I, I really think you could just pick anything because that's such a good album. <laughs> Yeah, and what, what made you guys like decide that that song specifically? Well, I think um, we've had so much feedback on that song because it's you know it goes from that almost country to heavy. Um, it's got mm-hmm. a catchy chorus. It's got a catchy hook. Uh, so you know, there's I, I feel like it's also different from you know you coming out with "Bring Out Your Dead" is kind of really taken off. And then coming out with something that has a, a, another unique flavor to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, there, there's a, there's other songs like "Fistful of Grace" is is a golden egg. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. um, I feel like "Pig in the Middle." If we do a radio edit for that one, I feel like that one is a catchy. We just got some great feedback from the company Taxi on, awesome. on that. Song. I loved watching that one during that quarant- live from quarantine. For, for some reason, that just comes off with so much energy. But I love "Hug Me or Hang Me." Like, let's do. I, I got. I think everybody could sit here and look at the track list and say, "Well, you could do this one." Oh, you exactly. Could do that one, or you could do this one. Yeah, and you know what? Like, that's that's the trick of it. Is is that's what's so hard? Is that we? I feel like everything could be a single. I feel like there are things that need radio edits for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's going. I never thought "Bring Out Your Dead" was going to be the song that <laughs> that took off. <laughs> Like that was our producer's favorite one on the album because he was like, and this is a song that he said, this is a song I wish or Rob Zombie wishes he he wrote. Oh yeah. What a compliment. Take that Rob Zombie. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like my workplaces is something that is a general, I feel like it could really hit rock and roll perspective of here's a twist. You know, here's a song with a twist. Um. Yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think you could do that. Like I said, I, I really don't think you could miss no matter which one you pick. But yeah, my workplace would be a good one for sure. Yeah, I, I'm always curious to see what comes from a single because that that album, aside from just like, well, I don't know, we've raved about it and said like the whole album I'm has so many cool it. songs. Yeah, and it just has like everything, like Fistful of Grace, like, you know, like I like, I'm loving Like Spider's Weave. It's just kind of grew on me it's just a different type of track pig in the middle that one just gets me going and just like jacked so there's just so much to choose from and that's the sign of you guys like killing it with that album and just at least i think the more singles that are out there the more people will be like wow okay this is an album maybe i need but also um are you guys going to keep producing uh singles for a while i know you said you have some uh like a lot of music written ready to go what's the plan well i feel like like you know, for us, um, obviously the video stuff is 
very much a big part of what we do. Um, I feel like eventually what we'll do, as far as what Curtain Call wants to do with radio pushes, I'm not quite sure how how that really works or looks. Um, but I, I know we'll probably have to have a follow-up single, and we'll probably have to figure that out all together. Um, but eventually we are going to release every song on this album awesome. and the video awesome. and the video awesome. that goes to it because when you put the whole film together yeah it's a story i was telling i was telling veronica last night i sent her a message on facebook i said hey i'm finally sitting down and watching these movies that come with the cds it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> i hadn't done that yet i don't know why but i cracked it last night i was like well, i better watch this what i'm talking about like even the witch hunt was fantastic and then, of course, of course, you know, I didn't come here to, or, yeah, I didn't come here to die. It was also fantastic, man. Like, I like, it's just cool, TD. You're you're a man of many hats. I, I really loved watching this thing. It's total, total Sin City vibe, like you said, the last time we talked. And, yeah, I just, when you put the songs together, it's a whole other, a whole other experience for sure. It's cool to see it with the visuals. I like that for sure. It kind of gives the album um, a voice. Mm -hmm. What you're what you're writing about personally, when right. you view it, when you can view it in that sense, it gives gives you a different take on. Ooh, that could mean exactly what's happening right now in today's world. <laughs> right, and so, same with same with the witch hunt. Let's you know we had the music with the visions like that. I felt like I was watching like Hostel or something. You know that movie? You ever see that one? That horror movie? Oh yeah, cool. I'm a, I'm a horror cool. movie fan, so yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell like witch hunt. You know, when in the Christian music world, trying to perform that live, <laughs> you can see how we would challenge of, of people's thinking in that. Without mm -hmm. a doubt, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, but at the same time, what's really cool about having those visuals, especially when you're playing in different countries, you know, people, it's not even. Like music is such a universal language, but also showing them the visuals mm -hmm. is a universal language, and people right. can see themselves in those films. Yep, yep, certainly. And what I like with anything added extra is there's it, it adds to the reason to buy some physical media too. Like like having that available on on the disc is so cool. I I remember having some albums there. I think one was by Dope. Every song they released had a video filmed for it too. And I remember actually taking the time to watch it and diving into it because that is something in music that gets to me quite a bit is just how it's not so much an experience anymore because you just point and click and point and click and millions of songs are at your disposal and you just kind of fly through it. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I, I don't want to say that it that the visual aspect is is a lost art because I know that there are artists out there that do it. It for, like even for us, it's you know, it takes a, a lot of, a lot of scratch and a lot of money to put an album together and then it takes three times as much to, to film. put up, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then when you're talking merchandise, like, you know, just to put a sleeve of a CD out, it's not that expensive. But when you're talking DVD, packaging, CD, you know, booklets and the booklets, like that, yeah. man, you're trying to do the best you can with what you have. And, um, and I feel like it's something that is kind of a calling card for us. I mean, you know, the witch hunt, my gosh. And even our sound, um, the film that we have to that, we it was so primitive, which I still go back and watch those videos, and all those videos are on YouTube. 
I, mm -hmm. I can go or on our website, um, but I can go back and watch our beginnings in that first what we did in our first videos and going into the witch hunt and going, wow, this is above and beyond what we were doing. And, you know, yeah. Veronica, we don't we don't like Travis is our film guy, our editor, and he he hires a lot of the grip guys and, and whomever to come help. But Veronica does the producing. She does the scheduling. She gets the catering she she puts the actors the you know puts everything together and a lot of people don't know that like you just assume people do that for you mm -hmm. but man it's it's just 24 hours of work and she also stars in them so there yeah. you go <laughs> that's right that's right you were I mean, badass girl my gosh that, that turned that one was really fun it's really good Whoa. man well we super appreciate you guys um for the compliments and for supporting us and, and buying actual physical merchandise. And, um, yeah, I'm glad you guys got your stuff when you did, because I've had people that have had their packages delayed, you know, especially whenever the riots were happening or even just because of COVID, because they have limited, um, employees at the post mm -hmm. office. And right. so people have been like, Oh, my package. I'm like, man, it's saying it's going to be there. You know, and there was this one guy, Oh, where outside of Detroit, I think I ultimately just sent him another CD and then the first one arrived and I was of like, hey, give it to somebody else, you know, well, that's, that's... <laughs> and so especially going to, to, to Canada, crossing the border. I was glad it was pretty quick. Honestly, like I think it, I think it took what Troy, like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And like that was definitely wow, before okay. the nonsense went down. Cause I recently was waiting on something and it was held up in florida for two weeks at the ups center and of course i said i was at florida i was like oh great so when it comes i gotta sanitize this bastard right. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah then it finally took another three weeks to get here yeah so so whatever it's it's the mail it comes but that's other stuff that we deal with and i'll gladly wait to get myself some sweet sweet merchandise i'm still waiting on stuff from australia i've been waiting about two and a half months now come on <laughs> oh my gosh it takes forever Wow. said, yeah, I'm going to send you a CD and a tape Thanks for everything. I was like, cool, man. When did you send it? Oh, April. Oh, well, that's June 29th. Another day down. Hasn't been here yet. <laughs> man. Good things come well, to those who wait. That's right. I'm, I'm patient. I'm a fairly patient person. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, otherwise, no you, I got another one supposed to come tomorrow, but you got to watch that out. You know, I got dinged for bloody customs this time bastards Whoa. yeah what, this time you got dinged for customs yeah yeah they got me they added an extra 30 bucks to my 75 dollar purchase Woo! What the <sighs> i thought you were talking about that time you tried to order some brass knuckles in the helmet of the border i got i got dinged <laughs> with that one time <laughs> no no they order some self-defense thing They're they like, just nah man yeah, I mean that was pretty intense they came with like a government form and i was like all worried i was like oh letter yeah I, I was just, I man, thought, that's crazy. I, I thought I could just buy them from Wish. It was no big deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the internet. Can't you buy anything you want off the internet? None of a problem. Come on. They took my money. No problem. <laughs> Brass knuckles are pretty sweet. I <laughs> thought they just looked cool. Like, you know, and, yeah. and I guess you can get them if it makes it look like a, a paperweight or something that had added stuff to it. But these ones just didn't look like it. I think they're actually uh, attached to a necklace too. That's kind of how they were trying to get around it. And then I got the letter and I was like, uh, Oh, okay. Then I just said, please dispose of these, do what you do with them. And I was good to go. 
Wow. Live you learn. Live yeah, you learn. right? <laughs> I had a guy come to my house with a letter that said, you have to go down to the post office and uh, deal with something. I was like, who the hell are you, man? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, this uh, this item you ordered, you're not getting it. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Do you have to do this? Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we have to do that. <laughs> try to import a weapon, sir. I was like, holy shit. All right, fell. It was a keychain with two pointy dog ears on it. Sorry. Man, I'm a sucker for, like, knives and... Yeah, exactly. And and but they like it has to have sentimental value too. I trade a lot on the road, nice. and uh, I used to have a ton of just. And I like, I like cowboy knives. Like I like knives with cheese. I, I watch so many old westerns, and um, and so it you know it has to have a little bit of, like a sheath. You know it has yeah. to character. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Nice, and um. But I, that's that's my that's my thing. And I guess you'd probably have to be pretty picky with what you're taking, what you're trading, because you guys don't have a, a big old household to store stuff in. So, I think I've dwindled my collection down to like I have, like maybe five knives that I have with me. <laughs> Which I give him a hard time, and I'm like, dude, you got two hands. You can only hold two knives. Like we played we played a festival in Poland. Um, and I actually, there's, they, it was a really cool festival, uh, called Slot Fest and the band, the music actually didn't start until like five o'clock in the evening. And it was in a 16th century castle. Is that right? Like 12th century. 12th century. Like the, wow. the festival was so big, every stage was inside the castle. And, um, and so, but during the day they would have classes set up for people who were camping so you could go like to a cooking class or how to rebuild a motorcycle engine or, you know, all these different things. Um, and they had a like hundred different. Yeah. Like a hundred different things. Throughout the weekend. It was, it, so it's more focused on art and teaching art. Oh, neat. And just a byproduct, you know, just a side, a side thing. And, um, and it was really cool. I took a blacksmithing class with, with a guy there who had never even spoken uh, to, I was the first American that he, he had, met. that he had ever met. But he wow. was 24, and he had been blacksmithing since he was 12. So, I mean, like, talk about learning a trade. Um, <laughs> but I made a knife, like, there uh, out of a steel iron rod and an anvil, and and he Holy held me. And so, I mean, it's very rough looking, you know. It's like a four-hour process. Yeah, it was a four-hour process. And it's nothing like what they do on Forged and Fire. And that <laughs> <laughs> but... It's something like a buddy of mine made a sheath for me, and um, and it's like it's it's legit, and uh, and I'm proud of that. Like it's a knife that's got character that I would never trade. Um, my wife got me a knife in Turkey that's got buffalo horn. You know, there's there's some things out there that that I could never trade. So I've dwindled down to like the most, I mean, yeah, Ram, excuse me, the most the most personal characteristics, I guess. Awesome. I always wanted this samurai sword from Japan. I saw how they made it. Like they put like this big just chunk of steel underneath the dirt and they like cook it for like days and days and days and then they gotta bust it out of the, the steel and see if the the metal's actually good enough to forge into this, this sword and then it does and it's like takes weeks and months and then all of a sudden you get your fifteen thousand dollar samurai sword and I'm like, Oh yeah, I need this bad boy. <laughs> oh man. 
I don't understand why you don't have one of these. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Because I was smart and went to school and have an amazing student loan that could have bought me a samurai sword. <laughs> what you should have done is got your student loan and spent it on the samurai sword. Well, or just use that line of credit and I could have been like, these are for, for books, for books, yeah. right? Books on samurai swords. <laughs> I'm buying a samurai sword to learn How about How to samurai cook your sword. own samurai sword. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We'll use some of that Saskatchewan steel, boy. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Kill Bill is your movie. That's oh, it. yeah. That's, that's it's a pretty good time. Pretty good time. Tarantino knows what he's doing for sure. That's right. Totally agree with that statement. That's how they had the... What, what was their ranking system for those swords? Like a, like a ten-body blade or something like that, or an eight-body blade? Those how many people you could cut in half Yeah, right. from one swing? Something like that? I think that's, that was like a legit unit of measurement. I can't remember where I saw that. So There's a show on Deadliest Warrior or something on TV a few years back. They'd, put, they'd like have all these simulations, like say like a Spartan versus a whatever, and then go over like the, the weapons and what they used and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure that was what they said for a samurai sword. They, they would they would base it on how many bodies you could cut through with one swing for like how sharp it was Man. and stuff like that. That's like how eight body blade or something. That's crazy. There you go. You got you know what? You got something to work towards, man. <laughs> Man, that's intense. Yeah, I know that show. I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of those shows because we don't have a TV. But right. at people's houses, I've seen like. Um, those like historical shows on History yeah. Channel or whatever about the weapons and that's crazy. Come on, it's nuts. You know, and uh, yeah. Veronica, what kind of hobbies you got? Do you got some craziness in you? Um, I love cooking and I love <laughs> dogs. Like those are my two okay. favorite things. So Ginsu so, knives, maybe Ginsu knives for cooking. Ginsu yeah, knives, maybe. <laughs> like I have a nice little chef knife, but yeah. That's I, I do love cooking. We've actually talked about doing a cooking video in the. You sh- oh my goodness! There you go. Awesome. Yeah, there's so much editing that would it would involve though, and it, of course it's all me. Like I'm the one that would do everything. So, I'm like, and... do I really want to to take it on? But it is. I feel like it would be great because we live in such a small space, and I do cook some really awesome meals, and it shows people that you know in a dorm room or in a tiny apartment mm-hmm. or living on you know, in an RV that you can have really delicious, healthy meals. But right. just haven't, I just haven't done it yet. You should do it. I uh, think you'd I, probably get some response for that. Yeah, I, I, I need to. I just need to, I just need to do it. Just, just down. do it. Just sit yeah. there and say, you know what? Today's the day. I'm just going to make your signature dish. Send it to the Food Network. Tell them to pick <laughs> you up. Yeah. Like, look, we're charting on Billboard. We're rock stars, and we can cook, and TD makes knives, so... That's right, you could be on anything. Reality, perfect. (laughs) She would not want my 45-year-old drumming hands to uh, try to chop anything up. (laughs) I bet you could could friggin' chop things pretty good, man. Dice with the best of them. That's it, dicing, thank you. Slicing and dicing. Slicing and dicing. Go to Samurai there's a song title right there. Slicing and dicing, yeah. <laughs> cool, guys. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, and anything else we haven't touched on that's coming up, guys? What's, you know, new music? Is it going to sound any different? You got any ideas? Is Corona going to play into this new music? Like, what's going on? 
Right? Yeah, I don't know. If I, I feel like our last album is so prophetic. Like, the the lyrics and everything are so prophetic from what is happening right now. It's really, really weird just to, like, sit back and just read our lyrics and relate it to modern times. Um, but, man, we're just trying to get through this year more than anything. We still have one festival that's holding out. They said by mid-July we'll know whether or not they're going to cancel. I honestly have a feeling they will, but I... I really just because everybody else is, right. um, but I don't know. And then, basically, every festival that canceled this year has already told us we want you back next year, which is cool because then I already have kind of a blueprint of what next summer is going to look like, and so I can just start going full force booking in between festivals for next summer, rather than waiting like, oh, we're we going to get a festival or are we not. It's kind of it's kind of nice having that planned out. And then we're actually even supposed to go to. Germany next October for a festival and then we've been chatting with a guy who's even mentioned um, us playing in Malaysia or Thailand nice yeah so those are uh, we've been to Germany before but we've never been um, to Asia other than Eastern Turkey is actually mm -hmm. considered Asia um, I did so not that, know that that would be really epic to do that yeah it's it's split it's funny Istanbul is um once you cross halfway through it, you're all of a sudden in Asia. It's kind of weird. Anyway, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. And, and of course, like with COVID, like who knows what's going to happen with anything. I, I don't know if you guys saw that um, U.S. travel is even banned to Europe right now. Okay. And, yeah. And even to Canada or Mexico, it has to be essential. Yeah. Right. Because That I knew, yeah. Yeah, it's just so bad here in the States right now. It's just... I was telling T, I kind of feel like um, everybody is just not on the same page. And no, it feels don't. Like you're in no. elementary school, and the teacher's like, okay, if everybody will be quiet, we can go outside. Okay? There's always that one. Yeah. And then T goes, Keep. And I was like, yeah. it was you. You were the one. <laughs> <laughs> you were the kid in elementary school that made us sit inside for five more minutes. I yeah. know it. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's always kind of writing and always kind of working on stuff. And, and, um, our kiddo, Tristan, he's great with words. He's a creative writing minor. And so I think Ty's trying to get him to throw some lyrics our way for some of our new songs as well. And so, nice. yeah, I mean, we're just kind of just chipping away. We'll see. I mean, I don't, we don't really have the new show yeah, in the I've, forefront of our mind right now, just because we've barely gotten a tour. I didn't yeah, hear it, yeah. even though it's been out for almost a year. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I'm worried about. Some bands that have put things out that this year might be a, a wash for certain albums or releases because they came out at at the wrong time, and then they just had to carry on and move on to the next thing. Whereas they, something really good might have been left in the lurch. But with digital stuff, it's always available at least. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I feel like, too, like, we're super blessed and lucky enough to have, you know, Bring Out Your Dead on the charts to kind of not let this album maybe flush down the toilet so fast. Right. And, yeah, um, well, exactly. Because really, you know, we've spent everything, our our life, putting that this whole show together. And so, um, so when the world does open back up, you know, we do need to go out and tour this thing. But I do have some ideas for a new project. I mean, you know, there's a little bit to 
everything shutting down where we were in Nashville, you know, talking with these guys last and, um, and, you know, going, well, what happens after white collar sideshow? Like, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years. We're here. I'm rebuilding community. Um, am I going to go drum for someone else? Like what's maybe what's the next step in this? And then when the song hit the charts, it was like, well, I feel like I need to write another album. You know, I feel like you you have to at least try and follow things up and, and it's kind of in your blood at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have written a song for a possible new project. Uh, I've got some ideas that I'm, I've probably when we get back to Nashville, Mm -hmm. I'll start really sitting down and, um, and writing blueprints and, you know, outlines and things of going, what does it look like to go this direction or this way? Because I feel like, um, I didn't come here to die is really our, our voice now where I feel like the last couple albums have been, you know, influenced by so much. And I feel like we finally come into our own uniqueness, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the way this album is, but I also see things that I would love to do better on the next album. I love the old Western. I love mixing all the genres. Um, and I feel like uh, I feel like there's a good like platform here to go into the next album um, with you know fresh eyes again, and uh, and so and plus with everything that's happening, you know it gives you an opportunity to um, like most people are like you should be writing right now you should be writing, but the ideas don't come to me that way. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 nothing to write about. That, that I'm seeing at the moment that's hitting me going, well, I should be writing this down. But at the same time, there are ideas that I have written down that have affected me through this that I feel like I could kind of start platforming a whole concept again of an album. And, um, and you know, you guys have seen our other projects, like that's the way I write is concept, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though I feel like I Didn't Come Here to Die is the most, every song can stand alone on its own. I don't feel like it was like that with Witch Hunt. I feel like you had a couple in there that could stand out, but if you, you had to listen to the album as a whole to kind of capture a vision. And I feel like with I didn't come here to die, it's it's I learned that from Witch Hunt that I wanted every song to be a standalone but could still come together as a concept. And I and that's what I want to keep kind of building on as well with with another album. So and I do have an idea, I kinda of have a throwaway title for it and um and it's a matter of gathering my thoughts and putting it on paper you know once you write something down man it's putting it into action it's the start of the process and isn't it funny sometimes how how it can take like 15 years to feel like you finally found that voice dude i was telling my son that the other day because you know he's an artist too and um and he sees what's happening in our life and um and you know for him like he he's an outsider looking in going i can't believe it i can't believe it and for us we're going back to work back to work (laughs) (laughs) and um and so um you know and that's what i was trying to explain to him because he was performing in a band and um and recently just felt like he didn't he wanted he wasn't what he was really wanting to do or what he envisioned and he learned a lot from the process of being in that band learned what not to do, learned what to do, learned ideas of how to keep going. And that's what I'm explaining to him. When you're in these moments, 
you take everything that you're learning, the good and the bad, but you're eventually using it for what you want your vision to be. And, and that's what I'm kind of doing too, is seeing more vision through all of this process and finally hearing and finding a voice. Yeah. Why does it take 14 years? Because it's all <laughs> trial and error. You know, it's yeah. all the mistakes you learn from, you learn from all your mistakes, your failures, and you keep growing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I've, this isn't my identity because I bring my identity to art. But at the same time, I'm starting to infuse who I really am into this. So a voice can really start to take place and, and maybe, um, bark something for someone else to do greater things, you know? And when you guys sit Absolutely. back and, and maybe look at that and, and see where it's finally taking you, what do you guys think about that? Oh man, this has been, I mean, for me, it, it's, it's just been a roller coaster from the very beginning of this journey. Um, you know, there's, um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, there's a scripture in the Bible where it says, where the good Lord says, if you give me your life, your, your heart, your mind, your soul, your finances, everything in your life, I will give you an abundant life. And I never really understood that. I always thought abundant life meant like, well, good, we'll be taken care of financially. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but I'm starting to realize through this journey that abundant life is the roller coaster ride. Like when you get when you get on a roller coaster, man, you're normally going straight up and then straight down. The loop-de-loops, the twists, the turns, the curves, the drops, you know. And by the time that roller coaster is done, you want to get off of that thing and go, Man, that was a sweet ride, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's what the last 14 years has been for us. It's been super highs, super lows, epic fails, exciting moments like what's happening to us now, um, strange and unusual <laughs> things that are going on. <laughs> you know, your loop-de-loos, you, you know, you, it's, it hasn't been monotony. Um, and I feel like that's what this journey has been for me personally. I'm, I'm not trying to speak for Veronica. I know we kind of talk about this a lot that, you know, we have done things in this life we would never have dreamed of. Um, and, you know, there's not money for that, but the gift is like playing a place in Poland or Brazil or Chile and, or New Zealand. You're like, you know, playing these places and seeing the world, um, and that's priceless, you know, building relationships with people like you guys. Like, if it wasn't for music or art or even selling everything we owned 14 years ago to do this, we wouldn't be having conversations today. We wouldn't be sharpening iron or inspiring each right. other, challenging each other's thinking. And we literally have so many people in our life that we get to do that with, that we love, that get what we're doing even beyond music that it, it's just a journey and um so right like that's it's just hard to it's it's even if we were on our deathbed right now looking back it would be so hard to explain that because it would be just a story to someone else right <laughs> you know <laughs> unless right. you're living it and breathing it yourself what do you think absolutely v? I mean, I, I, 
I never thought our life would be like this. And I always think like if it ended, like if it ended tomorrow, I, I have absolutely no regrets. And I, I love the journey that we have been on. Um, and I, I think Troy, you were talking about earlier how we're just like, just trying to figure it out. We're not really stressing it out, stressing out about anything. And I think that's how our life has become where we're, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And so we might as well just truly enjoy today. For and sure. my, my father-in-law, he'll always ask us, what's our 10 year plan? Well, I can guarantee zero people had a worldwide pandemic in their 10 year plan. No <laughs> doubt, right? I didn't even have that in my two week plan. <laughs> right. And it dampened a lot of people's plans. And then, and so it's like, man, you can't, you can't just like have the set plan and, and live on it. You know, I get it. I get it. It's great. We, I get it. Like there are courses based on future and financial planning and whatever, but just not how we live. And it's just not how we've operated. And I, I have no regrets. I just love this life that we have created and I don't know what tomorrow brings. And, you know, if we end up off the road and white collar is done, we will have lived more in these 14 years than most people do in a lifetime. Yep, absolutely. That's a great way to look at it, like T and V. Like that was like, you know, amazing just dealing with mindfulness, you know, the gratitude, like gratefulness, everything that, that I think a lot of people can really use in this time of their life. So this day, day and age, uh, it's about that ride, you know, the experiences, the highs and lows. I know tonight after kind of stuff that's been going on in my life, that, that just kind of uh, gets in the background there and made me think, yeah, okay, I'm doing what I should be doing. Things are going good. You know, I don't got it too bad, and and I appreciate that outlook you guys have. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Well, I mean, you know, that's part of sharpening each other. If, we, if we're not having conversations, if we're not seeing it from that point of view, then what are we really doing? You know, what are we really doing with art? What are we really doing, you know, even for you guys in radio, you guys are pushing art. And, um, and it is, it's about pushing those things that inspire people to keep dreaming big, even when we're in a pandemic, pandemic, uh, it's, it's challenging people's thinking to think outside that, just that little box that we've always known. And, and, and really it's just encouraging each other that, man, we could, we can all do greater things than we thought we ever could and help other people do greater things than they ever could. If that's that's what we so choose to, to do. Um, but I, I feel like art is a vehicle for that, for those things. Visually, um, the the songs, I think all of that, and not just our stuff. I think there's lots of people out there doing that. And, uh, and I think if you just, if you keep your focus and your clarity, um, you know, especially the challenge is not thinking about the future, <laughs> especially in what's happening in today's world now. How do we live in the present and not think about the future? I mean, that is such a hard thing to kind of digest. But that's kind of the moments that we're living in right now. Like, what are we doing today? Like, what? how can we be good today? What are we doing today? And, yeah. um, man, that is such easier said than done, right? <laughs> Isn't it, though? Well, because for so long you keep thinking, like, you know, what's, what am I going to be doing next week? What am I doing in a month? What am I doing even tomorrow? You know, what's going on? But now it's like, oh, all we really have is today anyways. So and right, how, do you, everything, how do you switch? How there's do you switch so that much that's out of control, right, that we want to try and control that, but we can't. And just being yeah. now, okay, well, I can control 
what we're talking about right now, who we're, who we're dealing with, what I'm doing with, and that's what I want. And, you know, I think, you know, hearing you guys, you know, express your point of views through your art and, you know, just your attitudes in general. And, you know, we appreciate you guys always coming on, having these conversations that are a little bit more than just just music and just, you know, seeing what's going on with you guys. Well, exactly. It's, it's perspective for everybody. And certainly, like, we always take away a lot from our conversations and we're lucky enough to have you guys on here. We'll have to do it again sometime and we'll keep going. Oh, man, we love it. We love talking to you guys, um, especially since the last the last interview and uh <laughs> and we're just super grateful that uh that you'd spend your time with us and and um wow yeah, that's that likewise have, man likewise i appreciate it and and we get to have conversations that's not just about music it's almost just hanging out and uh and you know sometimes radio interviews can be all business and um and that's fine too um but it this this feels like we uh, we should be like having a cigar by uh, <laughs> by, the, uh, by the fire outside, you know. Well, well, there's definitely well, while been. While you're waiting for the waiting for your knife to be ready to be made. <laughs> there's there's definitely been some that you can tell, you know, they're all business. Like when we get into friendly banter, they're just like no no reciprocating any of that back. You're like, okay, well, <laughs> carry on then. Guess I'll just ask my list of questions. Not have any fun. Fine. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I know some musicians that uh, that would rather not <laughs> have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we super appreciate you guys, and um, and thanks for spending our stuff. Thanks for supporting us, and and uh, and we're just super honored to be part of your show, man. Well, I'll tell you what, like I said, that's all mutual over here, my friends. We, we appreciate you guys' time here. You're on to bigger and better things now, certainly with Billboard and uh, Veronica's cooking show and your swordsmith <laughs> career, and it's just going to be a real good time for everybody. So. <laughs> well, maybe one of these decades we'll be able to get up to Canada. That's yeah. right. We'll be here That's for you. Goal. We'll be here for you. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to meet you guys in person and uh, and uh, just sit around and hang, man. That sounds like a great a That's great right. Day. We'll bring you some maple syrup and poutine, whatever, all the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, whatever we'll fire up the grill and have a good time guys. have some moose that's right yeah, that's, whatever. that's actually I a very good meat I love man. a good moose burger go. oh man I'm ready I'm ready, He's cool, ready. Guys. <laughs> well, awesome guys Joy and Joe, thank you guys so much thank you thank you, thank you, you guys just ha- kick ass this week stay safe you know enjoy life Yes, sir, man. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> we'll see you up to in a couple months. See if you're uh, on Food Network or Discovery <laughs> Channel, whatever, whatever's going on. They we'll might keep be in touch. Some content, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think you should do that show, V. Especially now, these musicians out here trying to get going again. They gotta learn how to cook. That's true. Oh man, I know it. I know. She's already working twenty four seven. So no doubt. Yeah. Right. Day that we can. One, one more thing to add to the pot. <laughs> oh, you guys, man. I love this interview. Hey, hit us up <laughs> in a couple months. Let's do it again. Without a doubt. Oh, let's do it again. We're done. Absolutely, guys. Thank you very much for your time, folks. Take care. All right. See you guys. Peace. White Collar uh, Sideshow has left the building. You know, they're just the good best. people. 
fucking yeah i know we didn't even we didn't even bother with an intro on this one i don't even think we should we'll just get right into it it's just yeah you, <laughs> so if you're listening to the when you when you get your way through this there's not going to be an intro you're going to hear the limbo intro music and then just we pick it up where troy press record because those two right there are class acts and i will have nothing but great things to say about those guys until the end of time exactly there are people They're not friends of the show. They're friends. They're friends. Right? They're just great people. Uh, It's they're always really fun to talk to because like the I guess the side banter, the conversations we talk about are very uplifting, very almost not spiritual, but very mindful and and what people really want to hear. Almost like the beginning days of our pod back in the day, Joe. Back when we had souls That's right. That's right. Now we're just chasing content like a couple of whores on the street, but, you know, it's fine. That's right. Well, we don't do that. We just want to hear everybody's story, and this is... Were, were they the first people to, like, basically come back? Like, no, um, you, you've had a couple people that have already been on, eh? Well, Plyke I had. Yes, that's and, right. Um, so look at that. And then, um... Striking white up collar, with white, white collar. collar was the first band from Curtain Call that we interviewed. Mm-hmm. And they were and probably one of then, our yeah. one of our first best ones, honestly. They were just amazing. That was one of my favorites. So after the first time we talked to them was, uh, and that's still one of my favorites, because that was just you never know what you're going to get when you talk to musicians. I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean like we've had we've had. Uh, 99% of them have been great. There's, you know, a couple that weren't eh, weren't that great, but for the most part, everybody's been awesome. But for me, just the first time we got to talk to TD and Veronica was positive. So I was very stoked that they wanted to come back to talk to us tonight and that they want to do it again in a couple of months. Yeah. That's, to me, that's that, that says a lot to me about what we're trying to do and just the people that they are especially. Right. So, and one, one thing that's super exciting is whenever a band we talk to goes on and has success, right? They, they have this yeah, stuff on the cool. billboard. He has like drummer of the year award from the Grizzly awards. They're just yeah, cool. getting recognized and acknowledged for all the work they do. And they deserve it, man. And when we get to see those people, get to that point so fun it's so fun it feels yeah. like feels like you know maybe we had something to do with it probably everything <laughs> no big deal <laughs> i bought you that award t <laughs> you never I forget that billboard slot too you owe me no I'm just kidding but no it's it's absolutely it's it's i don't know we make a connection with with these guys and it's awesome to see them succeed and that's all there is to it you know i kind of sit there like super fan you know it's like oh my god White collars on billboards now, holy shit! And like you said, that one where he, where they were like the most added band to radio stations at, yeah. at one chart. You know, I was like, well, good, good for you guys. Like, just nothing but happiness and uh, just gratitude, thankful that you guys are on here again, man. Love Thank you me. guys, always. You. Always will. Take care, guys. We're done. Cow. Cow.